podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Every day is a special day, isn't it? Every day is a special day, but today is Father's Day. And I actually love, I mean love, playing my Father's Day card. In so much that when you get to Sunday afternoon, there's an opportunity to potentially put your feet on, relax, kick back, and just wait to be served. Oh, it's magnificent. Now, obviously, you know, my wife would argue that, you know, this is the only day that really I get to rest, you know, working as hard as I do all the time, never kicking back and relaxing. (laughs) But it's good to be looked after, isn't it? And it's nice to just take time, take time out. But before we do, uh, I wanted today to look at John and chapter 7. And what better way really for us today and this morning just to take time to look at the word and just to consider how much God, our Father in heaven, loves us. So if you could read with me, and it's John chapter 7. And I'm reading from verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from within them. It's only two verses, so I'm going to read it to you again. On the last day, the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you once again that we can come together as your church to come around your word. Father, we just pray that we would not have any distractions, that we could quiet our hearts and our minds and really focus, Father, on what you have to say to us through your word. Lord, bless us now, we pray and ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's just get the picture. This extract um, of that John's recording for us is pre, obviously, the crucifixion. Now John is recording for us the conflict that Jesus was facing on his journey to the cross. And what is so beautiful in this particular piece of text, as John's just recording the environment and the 
people around Jesus and the events that are unfolding. I've got a red letter Bible and suddenly Jesus speaks. And what a moment it actually is. Now, I don't know if you've ever been on a long car journey. I would suspect for the most of you, you've definitely been on a long car journey. And when you're on that long journey, sometimes you pull into a services, service stations. They're, they're around about as you're traveling around. And you want to stretch your legs because it's been a long journey. You want to get a drink just so that you feel refreshed. Now, recently we traveled up to the Lake District and we saw something that looked like a services, uh, but it was actually like a little hut uh, with a cheese factory behind it. And all they did in this little hut where we thought, well, yeah, good rest break for the kids, is a, a vending machine that gave you pots of ice cream. <coughs> That's all it did. Not bad. If you're going to the Lake District, I can definitely recommend it. Although, you may need to raid your savings account because 45 pounds later, we were refreshed. <laughs> we were satisfied. The point is, it was a beautiful moment on the journey that we're on and it was great ice cream. But this is a sensational moment in which Jesus speaks. And the thing is, when Jesus speaks, it's important. It's really important. And it's at the top of his voice. Jesus is crying out. If you are thirsty, longing for more in this life, come to me. If you're thirsty, to me. See, if you believe in me with your whole heart, rivers of living water will flow. Now that's something to be excited about, isn't it? Do we want those rivers of living water? You see, he became like us so we could become like him. We've actually seen Jesus talk about living water before, haven't we? You remember the woman at the well? If you'd like to turn with me to John and chapter four. John chapter four, and I'm reading from verse nine. No, I'm not. I'm going to read from verse 7. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews do not even associate with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, and I've got it in red letters again. 
If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with the well from the well and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself? as did also his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So when Jesus talks about the living water here, he's talking about eternal life. Where we are in chapter 7 and verse 37 is referring to the Holy Spirit. But the two go together. You see, where there's eternal life, there's the Holy Spirit. Now, for us here, now, in this room, I want us to have the picture of how it all begins to come together and how the river starts flowing and in order to do that you need to turn to chapter 8 John chapter 8 and I'm going to read from verse 2 at dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using the question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down on the ground and started to write with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. And neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Leave your life of sin. Do you see the moment where the rivers flowed? It certainly isn't in the beginning of those verses, is it? Because the scenario is actually, it's horrific. The reality of that situation is horrific. 
They were looking to bring Jesus down. They used this woman as a prop. There was no actual concern for the law because if there had been, uh, the guy had been there too. You see, the important thing is this. There was no concern for her redemption. There was no concern for her soul. There was no concern for the rivers of living water. They wanted power over her. And Jesus doesn't play that game. No. Look at verse 10. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? You see how the response from Jesus is not, what were you thinking? Or, what happened? Or, do you not know the law? No. In absolute compassion and love, Jesus was not adding to her shame. In that painful moment, Jesus asks her, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord. And neither do I condemn you. That's where the water flows. At that moment. But also don't miss that Jesus doesn't sugarcoat it. He actually says, leave your life of sin. By the grace of God and by the mercy of Jesus Christ, don't sin anymore. When thinking about this passage and this moment. Don't forget that Christ found each one of us at our worst. You see, we've been saved, redeemed and set free to allow, to allow us to live a life marked by Christ living in us. Next Father's Day, my son Joel is 17 and often people will say to me, believe it or not Joel, you can tell he's yours, you can tell he's yours, but that's quite serious because the same question can be asked really to each one of us. Can it be said of us that we are in Christ? Can you tell? Now I want us to look at the promise Jesus makes to you and I. And for that you'll have to uh, just look with me at chapter 8 verses 31 and 32. I appreciate we're jumping around but these verses are important for us. So in verse 31 it says this, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, 
You are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Abide in me. Matt's talked about this many times, hasn't he? Make your home in me. Jesus himself is the truth that sets us free. He is the source of truth. He frees us from sin, from self-deception. He shows us the way to eternal life. And as we seek to serve God, that perfect truth that frees us, it allows us to live the life that God's meant us to live. see in here is truth how you live your life how you handle your money how you guard your hearts how to parent our children how to live as Christ would have us live to walk the walk And in here, I guess we have to be honest, don't we? Be honest with ourselves that sometimes we can struggle. Sometimes it can be difficult. But the point is this, I am going to make my home in Jesus. You see, Jesus is not a hotel. Jesus is a home. You know, hotels, we don't stay long, do we? We don't really take care of it. We're in and we're gone. Jesus is our home. You see, when we love Jesus, we have time with him. It's about talking with him. It's about having prayer time. It's about having reading time. Dedication to his word in order that he might speak to us. You see, what Jesus is doing is addressing different aspects of our daily lives. In his goodness and, of course, his grace. You know, that grass that needs cutting in our lives. The parts of the garden that need to be torn up and replanted. But, of course, with the Lord, I can celebrate those things that we tore up two, three years ago, and they're starting to bloom now. His grace is enough. You see, once Jesus becomes our home and not our hotel, we'll know the truth. And getting to the promise, verse 38, and I'm going to read chapter 7, sorry, of... of Verse 38. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. What a promise that is. What a promise. To know Jesus is to know the truth. You see, as, as we are saved, 
redeemed, set free. We have new lives in him. We have new hearts. Just a little bit further on in chapter 8, and reading from verse 34, says this, Jesus replied, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You get that? That's something that hits us head on. You see, the thing is, everyone who practices sin, giving yourself over to sin, you're really a slave of it. Verse 36. So if the Son, capital S, sets you free, you will be free indeed. The sun remains forever. The sun will set you free. And that's available to you and to me today. To taste the freedom of being a son and daughter of the living God, the heavenly father above. Jesus says, drink from me the streams of living water. What I just want you to do is take a moment to have a think about how you're experiencing your Christian life. Do you have that joy in the Lord? Are you living that life set out for you? You're here today sat in this room to understand that. Jesus doesn't latch on to your shame. He didn't say to the adulterous woman, you deserved that. No. No one has condemned you. Go and sin no more. And then the dam breaks and overflows, as Matt demonstrated last week. The water just continued to pour out of the jar. If you make your home in me, Jesus says, the truth will set you free. This is an invitation from Jesus Christ. You are only a prayer of repentance away. Ask Jesus to make his home with you today. Ask Jesus to make his home with you today. Don't miss your moment. I caught myself the other day saying, I'm tired. You shouldn't ever say that to your wife. You get in trouble for that. But actually, I'm going to try and justify this. Because it's okay to say you're tired. You see, the thing is, we're actually designed to be tired. You see, we're to work hard to bring glory to God. As a father, we love our families. We serve our families. We serve our wives. 
we lead our homes. We lead our homes from a spiritual perspective. And we're to be wrung out for the kingdom of God. We're meant to be tired. That's okay. But wrung out for the kingdom of God. You see, we need to understand from this scripture that Jesus doesn't deconstruct. He reconstructs. Because he loves us. Let's make Jesus our home today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. May we understand how much you love us. May those rivers flow with living water to serve you and to glorify you. Father, help us to have joy in our hearts knowing that you loved us so much that you sent your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die upon that cross at Calvary for each one of us. And Lord, in understanding that sin was dealt with, death was dealt with, as we ask for forgiveness, Father, and as we ask you to come into our lives, Father, we just thank you that you love us so much that you saved each one of us, that you don't shame us, Lord, but you forgive us. And you sent your Son in our place. And Father, we thank you that we worship a risen Saviour, a risen Lord, and Father, today we just pray that for those who don't know you as their own personal Lord and Saviour. Father, today we pray that they might step from death to life. Father, we ask this with all of our hearts. And Father, we thank you for this time together now. Bless us as we continue to fellowship together. We ask these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.